Somebody give the Lord thanks right now. Hallelujah, we've come to give you praise today. We've come to give you glory. Somebody say amen. Come on, put those hands together now. Anybody come with a heart of praise today?
somebody and say, I'm a testimony of God's grace. Come on, look at somebody and say, God saved me. Oh, I feel a praise here today. If there's a situation, just say, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Come on, say, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up out of that grave. We speak life. Speak this over your lives today.
magnify the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. None like you, Jesus. None like you, Jesus. None like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have a need in your life, lift up your hand and represent that need right now. Now let's all together lift up our hearts, begin to call upon the name of the Lord together. Come on, let's pray. Let's reach out, let's reach out, let's reach out to Him. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, your strength, your power right now. Lord, your anointing flow in this house, flow in this house. Meet needs in this place today, God. Oh, we thank you for your strength. We thank you for your hope. Lord, that's only in you. Lift up faith right now. Lift up faith right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We cast our cares on you, for you careth. You careth for us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before we move forward, if you could just join hands or maybe slip your hand on the shoulder of your neighbor right now. Let's pray one with another. Lord, we just touch our needs here today, that he would minister in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, pray with them right now. Pray with them right now, God, your strength, your touch, your power, your anointing, God, your blessing, God, upon everyone right now, upon everyone right now, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Touch and strengthen and anoint every need, God. Provide every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, our Lord. We love you so much, God. We're thankful for what you're going to do here in this house this morning, God. How we're grateful, we're thankful, Lord. Every good and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It's all from him. And for that we give thanks and for that we give praise this morning. Can you put your hands together and thank the Lord? Hallelujah. Every good thing cometh down from him. Recognize it. Be grateful. Be thankful. What a week. What a week we've had, Lord. Has blessed our hearts and our minds and are expecting great things here. Here today, this morning. And of course, holiday week. Many people already out of town and then some others will be heading heading out I do want to make mention this is a real important announcement here for this 9 a.m. service for the 9 a.m. attenders this is a very very important message to you right now turn to your neighbor and say next week next Sunday morning next Sunday morning there will not be a 9 a.m. tell your neighbor tell your neighbor Next Sunday morning, 9 a.m. will be canceled. We will be only doing the 11 a.m. next Sunday morning due to the holidays and due to many people out. And we did that back in, in September at uh, Labor Day, and it was a great time. Everybody come together and, and uh, expecting great things next week as well. So next week, what's going to happen? Turn to your neighbor and say, next week you're coming at 11 week you're coming at 11 and I apologize for any inconvenience that that may cause you but uh, periodically we'll we'll do this during holiday now December uh, after that service of course the next the next couple will be back to our 9 and 11 but then when we move into 
uh, uh, Christmas program and, and Christmas Day and then New Year's Day, we'll, we'll only do one on those as well. So we'll be ending out the year three weeks with only one with only one service, just to let you know in advance. And I'll talk more about that at a later date. Why don't you turn to two or three right now and take your time and give somebody a high five, shake somebody's hand, give somebody a fist bump, tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the offering bucket in the back. You can also give online to clcsugarland.com. You can text to give at 281-612-7707. And God loveth, God loveth a cheerful a cheerful giver. Amen, amen, amen. Always such a blessing to have Jonathan back with us. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. He was with us in September and and of course, we're blessed to be able to get him again here in, in November. And, and I told him we need to just go ahead and make a habit of it in Jesus' name. I know he's got responsibilities and, 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 and everything pulling on him in every different direction. Obviously responsible for his, his uh, home church there. But as much as we could have him, we'd sure take him. We love you very much and appreciate you so much. And always, come on, we ought to give him a hand. Love his family, love him. And, and just appreciate every time that, that, that we get to, every minute that we get to spend with him and any time that he's here at Christian Life. And, and uh, so appreciate him very much. Do remember next week, as I said, no 9 a.m., only 11 a.m. We're going to dismiss just the younger ones here this morning. So 11 years old and younger can be dismissed. The respective classes, 11 years old and younger, can go at this time. Junior high is going to stay in here. Junior high is going to stay in here this morning. Uh, God bless you richly. God bless you richly. Let's stand back to our feet really, really quick here. Now, I, I, I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe and, and fun holiday. Connect. Uh, get some time. Be thankful. Reflect on, on all the good things that God has blessed in your life. Every good and every perfect gift cometh down. Some people think, oh, they, they worked for it. They 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 put in the time and, 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 and made it on their own. You didn't make anything on your own. If you have something, it's because God blessed you with the ability. God blessed you with the, with the cognitive mind to be able to advance yourself. And yes, everything takes work. Yes, everything takes effort. But God gave you the ability. And you turn around and give thanks to him. Give thanks to him for blessing you with a mind that's capable, blessing you with a body and with strength that's able to do whatever it is that you're doing. And, and God works things out in such a measure that sometimes we don't even know how it happened. And, and the way we have it figured out, it, you know, we think if this could happen, if this could happen. But when God does it his way, it's always better. It's always better. So you ought to just lift up your hands all across this place and thank the Lord together right now. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your blessings. Ah, we thank you for your blessings, Lord. You're so good to us. You're so good to us, Lord. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. And at this time, I'm so glad to have with us. We had 
with the Tyler Sullivan back in September on the first Thursday, and I told him at that time if he ever got because his schedule is is you, he don't have any Sundays that aren't scheduled in the in the near time and near period yet scheduled uh, further out. And I said, hey, if you ever get a cancellation, and, and he resides north side of Houston, Kingwood, if you ever get a cancellation, and and uh, by all means, we'll we'll take you. Don't even need much of an advance. And and uh, I'm not thankful that you got canceled, but uh, but I am thankful that. Due to the cancellation, he was able to come and be with us here this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. As I said, sometimes we draw out the plans and we make our own plans and we think everything's going to go all right. But sometimes God's plans are better than our plans. Any, anything, his thoughts are higher above ours as the heavens are above, above the earth. So are his ways higher than our ways. So we're so glad to have with us Brother Tyler Sullivan. We want him to come at this time. Jonathan, always, always we love you and glad you're here. Brother Tyler, go ahead and preach to us the word of the Lord. Let's respond to what the Lord has for us this morning. Amen. Well, good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you today. And I uh, wasn't quite expecting to be here until yesterday. And as your pastor mentioned uh, so kindly, he he actually answered the phone uh, uh, when I when I text. Usually, sometimes you just never know. You know, get, get cancellations, and pastors just their phone goes missing or whatever. But. Uh, your pastor was so kind when I told him what happened in allowing me to come and be here today. And uh, it, it is a privilege to be in this great house with all of you wonderful, wonderful people. And as mentioned, I was here a few months ago, and the Lord did some great things that night. And my goodness, I'm just, just thankful to be back today. And I uh, give honor, of course, to your pastor. Turnbow and his family love and appreciate them in the short time that I've known them and getting to know them more and more. I love his spirit and he's done a great, great work here. You're blessed with great leadership at this church. Amen. And to Brother Dean, God bless you, sir. And good to be here with you. I enjoyed the worship. Thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord today. And I've learned that there are certain seasons and seasons in life that that God will afford us that will create future moments that will sustain us. And and I, I want I want to help somebody today. What I will preach today is a message that I preached for the first time a year and a half ago when I was at a dark time in life, and and I had to rediscover how good. God really was. How many know God's good? And I think God brings us to times and through times where it's difficult to see what he's doing just so we can learn all over again, he's good. Amen. So you may be seated this morning. Thank you for standing. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. It, it was a summer evening and the weather was perfect. The windows were down and the wind was blowing and Adventures in Odyssey was playing as I drove down the country roads of Northern California. The sun was beginning to set and 
Its rays were dancing off the clouds in the distant sky as it began its glorious final act while the day was coming to an end. Beautiful, peaceful, glorious, relaxing are all words that describe the moment I was in. And there's nothing like a summer country drive in Northern California. I know there's a lot of issues out there, but beauty is not one of them. And as I was driving in this beautiful, picturesque moment, I reached over and grabbed more sunflower seeds out of the bag of David's that was on the seat next to me. And I threw them in my mouth. And as I continued my mission to annihilate that entire bag of seeds, I bit down and immediately something happened that absolutely destroyed that amazing moment I was in. Some of you know where I'm going because it's happened to you. Something happened that was not supposed to happen. This nasty, bitter, horrid taste came into my mouth and my face slowly turned from pleasant to disgusted because the glorious taste of so much salt had now been replaced by the rancid, putrid taste of a bad sunflower seed. And suddenly, having forgotten all about the other 279 good seeds that I had eaten, this wonderful moment I was experiencing had been ruined by one seed. While there are not many other horrible life experiences that compare to this one, I tried looking it up to see what causes it. And I don't know whether it was a worm that somehow got cooked into the shell or if it was an overcooked seed, but... All of a sudden, I feel like the Lord feels about somebody who's lukewarm. I, I just wanted to spew it out of my mouth. Even candy corn and marshmallow peeps weren't as bad as this taste. And I started looking for an agent to counteract the bitterness and something else to eat or a drink of Coke just to get my, my taste back to normal because it had been horribly displaced. And... A thought hit me while I was driving down the road that day. While serving God is a wonderful experience. Isn't it amazing how if I let it, one bad taste can affect my perspective on everything else. And I learned that when your taste becomes tainted, so does your appetite. And those offenses that must come are designed to make you miss those amazing moments that God has planned for your future. All of a sudden, I wasn't quite as hungry anymore. I was a little hesitant to put more sunflower seeds in my mouth because the thought was always there. What's the next one going to taste like? When is the next bitter one going to come my way? I don't ever want to go through that again. I don't ever want to taste that again. And it intrigued my attention. And since we are in the week of the year when most Americans consume the most they will than any other week of the year, I began to do a little bit of research on taste. And I found out that there are not more than five cardinal tastes, sour, savory, salty, sweet, and bitter. Yet combinations of them can yield more flavors than can ever be tasted in multi-course meals, chefs will purposely try and use combining three to four of these flavors to create an incredible taste in one sitting. 
As one of the five main senses, taste is interesting because it is probably the one that is preached about the least and the hardest to preach. After all, it's only mentioned 21 times in the Bible. I mean, it's easy to preach about I hear the sound of an abundance of rain and everybody's faith go crazy. It's, it's exciting to preach about. Hey, Jesus is walking through this place right now. And if somebody will reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by, you'll receive your miracle. It's awesome to say, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Builds faith to say, our prayers go up as a sweet-smelling savor to God. But then we come to a verse like Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And we start preaching about taste. And we're like, wait a minute. It's a tad more difficult to build your faith like it can be built with the other four senses. And I started thinking about it. How do I preach on something like taste and see that the Lord is good and be effective? Because it's easy in theory until you begin to realize taste is acquired. And really requires more faith than any of the other four senses. you got to remember taste is acquired. Some people will eat things over and over and over again until it agrees with their spirit. Nobody just leaves the church. Nobody just backslides. You don't say you like something without trying it first. But you got you to gotta remember, taste is acquired. Now, there are some, we'll get to preaching in a minute, but there are some church potlucks that I go to that there are certain dishes of which I will not partake. Not because I'm any type of a food snob, but because while that person told me they cooked the best turkey necks in the world, I have no desire to eat turkey necks. I don't care what they taste like. Well, that person tells me their green beans will make my mouth water. I have seen the inside of your house, and there is no way I'm eating anything from the kitchen where your cat wanders freely on the counter. But when I see the KFC buckets, I make a beeline for them because I know what's going to be on the inside. I know the taste. I know what to expect. And my body has an acquired taste for grease. And taste is something of which you learn when you partake. Really, it just takes as much or more faith for your taste than it does for any other sense. Because unless you've tried it, you have no idea of what to expect. Something may smell good, but you can't stand the taste of it. And I'm convinced that people walk through our doors and instead of them first being able to try God and see that he is good, oftentimes the first thing they taste is what we bring to the party. And it becomes easy for us to think that what we bring ought to be the main course that people experience. We think our little program ought to be the thing that makes people's heads spin. We think our little song and dance ought to be the thing that gets everybody's attention. When it is our job, to make sure what people are experiencing is Him. We can never forget this is all about Him. You can never forget everything is about Him. Every song is about Him. Every 
worship is about him. Every prayer is about him. Every sermon, every word, every hand clap, every praise is all because there's nobody like him. Come on, somebody. Nobody can save you like him. Nobody can redeem you like him. Nobody can deliver you like him. Nobody else can make a way like him. Nobody can speak like him. Nobody can hear like him. This is all about him. And somehow I've got to get somebody to taste and see that he is good. Taste is the only sense You've got to consume the product in order to know its true value. It's easy to see what churches are like as you begin to watch. And as I travel, it's interesting to observe and see that certain churches have certain tastes for certain things. Nothing wrong with that. Just certain churches are built in particular ways. Some churches have a taste for shout, and that's all they offer is shout, shout, shout. And I love to shout. As a matter of fact, when God comes back, he's coming back with a with a shout but shouting is a shallow diet that will eventually starve you if that's all you're consuming because it's easy to shout on Sunday and sin on Monday you got to learn to do more than just shout if you're going to find out about Jesus some churches have a buffet of faith and they serve so much faith they have no common sense and trust me I love preaching on faith but you got to have a little bit more than faith sometimes you got to include a little bit of action with that faith and certain churches have certain things that feed them but if you want a balanced church you better make sure that somewhere in the middle of everything you're doing the lamb is on the menu because people aren't coming in here for our song. People aren't coming in here for our hand clap. People aren't coming in here because we got the greatest lighting. And I'm for all of that. But you better remember, people are coming in here because they're hungry. People are coming in here because they're broken. People are coming in here because their family's falling apart. People are coming in here because they're hurt and they're wounded and they're afraid and they're confused. People are coming into these services because everything the world has fed them has been bitter and they're trying to spit out the putrid taste of a life that sin brings they're hungry for something but they're sick of the taste of the world and that is where we come in to show them hey there is life beyond what you think is normal there is something more than what you see on the parade hey, if you're a visitor here today let me tell you there's something more there is somebody who will never disappoint you there is somebody who will never leave you. Come on, somebody. There is somebody who will never let you down. You tried the world and you came away empty and you came away hungry and you came away hurt. But let me tell you, there's somebody in this house today who is the healer of broken hearts. There is somebody in this house today who will make a way in a wilderness. There is somebody in this house today and his name is Jesus. We're dealing with people now coming in wondering what gender they are. 
We're dealing with people's minds that have been warped by drugs and pornography. We're encountering those whose lives have been ruined by what the world has to offer. And everything's left them empty. And everything's left them bitter. And everything's left them starving. And here we are with our little hand claps sometimes saying, well, I'm doing my part. Hopefully somebody sees that I got here 10 minutes early to pray. Oh, they got my parking spot again. I'm going to have to talk to pastor. Uh, I sure hope the air conditioning is working today. And here's the pastor and the ministry team trying to do everything they can to convince the visitor to give Jesus a chance. Hey, you know what we need to do? We need to say, I'm coming to church on a Sunday morning because I want to introduce somebody to the way maker. Let me introduce you to the bread of life. Let me show you the mender of broken hearts. What needs to be done? I want to prepare the way of the Lord because somebody's going to be here today and they're going to try Jesus. But, but how do you take somebody who's been through so much hell and get the bitter taste out of their mouth? How do you take somebody who never grew up with any sense of normalcy in their life and show them peace? How do you take somebody who's been a slave to sin and tell them there is something more? In Exodus chapter 12, God begins to talk to Moses and Aaron and he begins to instruct them on what he's getting ready to do. And we're introduced to what we know as the Passover. The Israelites have been slaves in Egypt for over 400 years and the Philistines, excuse me, Pharaoh has refused to let God's people go. Even after seeing plague after plague decimate the land. And finally, God tells Moses and Aaron, I'm going to pass through Egypt and execute judgment. And every Every firstborn, both man and beast, is going to die. And he said, I want every household to take a male lamb that is without blemish. And on the 14th day of the month, every household is going to kill that lamb. And once you've killed that lamb, you're going to take its blood and you're going to spread the blood on the doorpost of the house with hyssop. So that when I pass through Egypt, I will see the blood and pass over your house. How many are thankful for the blood today? Come on, how many of you are thankful for the blood today? And he said, after you've done that and the blood is on the doorpost, then I want you to go gather up the bitter herbs that are horrid to the taste, and you're going to consume them. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of Egypt. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of where I'm bringing you from. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of the life you came out of. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of everything that was ever done wrong to you. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of the mistrust you have in people. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of the heartache. The bitter herbs are going to remind you of the scars. The bitter herbs are going to tell the story of your pain. The bitter herbs are going to bring back the memories of the past. Because no matter who you are, life at some point will serve you a bitter portion. An offense must be served. And there will be times when you got to deal with issues that weren't fair and you got to deal with things that were not right but he said listen with all of the bitterness you're going to consume I'm going to give 
you a mediator. I'm not just going to leave you with your hurt. I'm not just going to leave you with your anger. No, no. I'm going to give you something that's going to balance the bitterness that life has brought you because you're not only going to eat the bitter herbs of life, you're also going to take the sweet and tender and savory meat of that lamb whose blood you just put on the doorpost and you're going to consume it. Exodus 12 and 8, and they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Hear me today, the only way you're going to be able to consume the bitterness of life is if you also consume the lamb. Let me remind you of what John shouted when he saw Jesus coming. He shouted, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. You want to know what the root meaning of that word sin in the original language was before it was translated? You could have read that verse like this. Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the offense of the world. And the only way you're going to be able to deal with all the offenses of life is if you partake of the lamb. And the only way you're going to be able to deal with the bitterness of life is if you consume the lamb because the taste of the lamb will counteract all the bitterness and the flavor of the lamb will be stronger than the hurt and the goodness of the lamb will be stronger than your worst day in life. So now let me preach on it on a Sunday morning. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord and the goodness of God is stronger. Once you partake of him, you're going to find out the goodness of the Lamb is more powerful. The goodness of the Lamb is appealing. The goodness of the Lamb goes further. Come on, somebody. The goodness of the Lamb is everlasting. The goodness of the Lamb is following me. The goodness of the Lamb takes up the slack. The goodness of the Lamb fills the hungry soul. But you got to taste and see for yourself. Maybe you came in here today because you thought we have good programs, and we do. Maybe you came here today because you thought it was good worship and it is maybe you came in here today because it's a nice facility but before we introduce you to any of that let us introduce you to the lamb before you try anything else today oh try Jesus it's not our programs that are going to save you it's the spotless lamb it's not our music that's going to save you it's the lamb for sinners slain it's not our programs or our building that's going to make a difference in your family it's the lamb and it's the goodness of God come on God is good we ought to testify today God has been good to us he's been better to me than anybody else he is infinitely good he's independently good he's absolutely good he's unchangeably good he's universally good he's eternally good 
And guess what? The more you try him, the more you're going to want of him. But the only way you're going to find out is you're going to have to taste and see. Before you give marijuana another chance, try the lamb. Before you give the alcohol another swig, I'm asking you, try the lamb. Before you give that cigarette another draw, when you get outside, try the lamb. And my petition to everybody here today is simply, try the lamb. And now that I've preached to the sinner, let me preach to the saint. How is it that somebody who's lived for God for years can all of a sudden lose their sense of taste for the things of God as though their ability to discern has been dulled? How can somebody who was hungering and thirsting after God for so long suddenly turn their back on God and start causing problems and creating issues in the middle of church momentum? It's because somewhere along the line, you go back and trace it, they've stopped eating the lamb. And if you have lost your ability to partake in the forgiveness and the goodness of God, and all you're consuming are the bitter herbs, it will not be long before it's somebody else's fault. I'm the victim. It's my life, and you can't tell me how to live it. Nobody has it as bad as I do. I want to go back to Egypt. The church never helped me. And somewhere you let bitterness have access to your spirit, and the lamb has been lost. I find it interesting that when COVID first started, one of the first symptoms everybody noticed was it took away people's ability to taste. And I do believe that COVID came from hell. I watched COVID wreck more lives in the church than I've seen in a long time. And yeah, we've won a lot in the last three years. But what about all the ones that were never supposed to leave? And even today, people say, I never fully got my taste back. And they can't eat the same things they used to eat because they just don't taste the same. Some have said their taste doesn't come back in over three years. And when it did, their taste had just changed. And they don't like the things that you, you've heard people say it. And somewhere, somehow, when the enemy gets a hold of somebody and they stop consuming the lamb more than they do the bitter herbs, you got to remember, taste is acquired. And pretty soon, they become so used to eating the bitterness that they forget about the sweetness of the lamb and the lamb becomes lost and now they cannot tell they're consuming I'm in the Holy Ghost right now and they're literally starving themselves into hell because their spiritual taste buds are so messed up and if you don't think you can lose your ability to taste that is where the danger lies it's possible to get there Job said in 6 and 30 is there iniquity in my tongue cannot my taste discern perverse things. Job said, I'm in a place where I can't tell what's right and I can't tell what's wrong. You hear me? One of the first things the enemy will do will take away your ability to taste that the Lord is good. And he'll try to keep that bitter taste in your mouth. And now you're bitter towards the church. And now you're bitter towards the man of God. And now you're bitter towards the saints of God. And you're eating what other bitter people are eating. And you're enjoying what others are hear me the enemy has come to steal and kill and destroy your taste for the goodness of God what is it that causes somebody to fall away from God and say I just don't know if I can do that anymore what is it that causes somebody to develop the wrong appetites what is it that causes somebody to crave the things of the flesh and not God it's because somewhere 
the partaking of the lamb has become optional. Because when you consume the lamb, I'm sorry, it overcomes all offense. It overcomes all bitterness. When I taste the lamb, I forget about the bitterness because I'm simply reminded the Lord is when I taste the lamb I'm reminded that God has been good to me when I'm partaking of the lamb I'm reminded that with all the negativity God is still good before you leave the church try the lamb again before you do something crazy try the lamb before you decide to leave and get vengeance, try the lamb. Before you begin to talk about how you were done wrong, try the lamb. Before you get the divorce, try the lamb. Before you criticize the ministry, try the lamb. Before you move, Try the lamb again. Before you go back to the world, my petition to everybody today is simply try. Jesus, and I told you at the beginning of the message, I, I want to help somebody today. I want to help somebody who you came into the house and you're wondering, what am I supposed to do now? Let me give you some direction in the Holy Ghost. Jesus is in the house today and he's just here to remind you above everything else that you're going through, he's good. And somebody today needs to try the lamb all over again. Jesus is dying on the cross. We preach about it at Easter, but I want to use it today. Jesus is dying on the cross. He's hanging there. Every breath is a struggle. Pulls himself up with everything he's got in him just to get one more breath. Takes himself down again. Describe. They see him hanging there and they say, you know what? Jesus, here's a little bit of vinegar mixed with gall. Hey, try this. Drink a little bit of the bitter cup. Put it up to his mouth. It'll help ease your pain, Jesus. You've been through a lot today. This will help you. You'll be able to live a little bit longer. It's going to dull the nerves. Drink a little bit of this bitter cup. The Bible says Jesus puts it to his mouth and takes a little bit of a drink of the gall and the vinegar. 
But when he had tasted thereof, the Bible says he spits it out. And hear me today, one of the greatest tricks of hell is to try and persuade you to drink a little bit of that, little bit of that bitterness. Because you deserve it. You've been through a lot. You've gone through hell. You were done wrong. Get a little bit of bitterness inside of you. Go ahead, it's all right. I know what they said about you. Drink a little bit of this. But if the lamb refused to drink it, I think I'll try the lamb's way first. And I'll be like Jesus and just simply turn my back say, no, I'm not going to harbor this in my spirit. But Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And as we stand to our feet, everybody across the house today, my petition is simply this. On this Thanksgiving week, and everything you're getting ready to do with family and friends and everything you're getting ready to eat and everything you're getting ready to go through during these next few days, my petition to everybody in this house is simply try the lamb. Just, just try him. You're going to find out there's nobody like him. You're going to find out he's amazing. You're going to find out he's sweet. You're going to find out he's so good that his goodness just overcomes everything I've ever gone through. Will you just slip a hand towards heaven across the house right now? You say, how do I try him? Well, he's in the house right now just waiting for somebody to step out and say, you know what, I, 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 I want to try, I want to try Jesus. If you're a visitor here, I promise you, there's nobody like him. And perhaps you came into this house today just saying, God, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do. But let me tell you today, the answer is simply try the land. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Don't don't, don't get that bitterness in your spirit to where it affects your kids. Instead, why don't you try the lamb? Come on, every hand lifted right now. Every voice raised. Come on, let's love the Lord. Oh, he's waiting right now at an altar for somebody to try him. He's waiting for somebody right now. Will somebody step out right now into the aisle and just make your way to the front where he's waiting for you? He's good. solution is simply try him right now. You're not walking through this alone. You've got the goodness of God.
none like you, Lord. There's none like you, Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands all across this house. Your goodness, your goodness and your mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Blessed be the name that's above every other. Hallelujah. Before we move forward, I want you to join with, you did it before the preaching, but I want you to join with someone close to you right now. Just maybe slip your hand on their shoulder, maybe join hands with them. Hallelujah. Wonderful touch of the Lord in the house. God ministering all over this place, ministering to hearts, ministering to lives. I want to take our time just for a couple minutes right now just with everything inside of us not worried about what's going on this afternoon or this week or next week but right now God we need you in our life we need you in our life taste the lamb taste the lamb oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man that trusteth in him come on pray with your neighbor right now the Lord would touch the Lord would bless hallelujah Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Your goodness. Your goodness, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch right now. Strengthen right now. Come on, a few more moments, reaching out to him. Hallelujah. None like you, Jesus. There's none like you. None like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. Bless your name. 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 Hallelujah. Can we turn it to praise right now? Let's lift up our hands, lift up our voices. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord all together. Thank you for being good to us, Lord. Thank you for an opportunity to know you. Thank you for an opportunity to be in relation with you, Lord. Thank you for your touch this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much for providing a way for me to know you. Thank you, Lord. God bless you richly. God bless you richly. Next week, next week, no 9 a.m. service. No 9 a.m. service next week. Remember that only 11 a.m. next next Sunday morning due to the holiday. So 11 a.m. next next Sunday, we'll gather here all together for a good time of worship. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed week. Try the lamb. Try the lamb. Hallelujah. Eat turkey, but try the lamb. In Jesus' name, God bless you. High fives all across the house, fist bumps. Tell somebody you're glad to see them today. In Jesus' name.